Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and this podcast is sponsored by the Members Academy, the place where you can find everything you need to prepare for the IELTS exam quickly and efficiently and effectively. Today we're looking at the second part of a reading and it's all about matching headings today. Uh, the reading we started yesterday is about water shortages and the um, the water crisis it's called and we looked at the first three paragraphs of the reading. We looked at it in some detail which is why I broke it up a little bit um, because this is a really good example of a text which has lots of tricks in the matching headings um, and we looked at one paragraph which had maybe four um, possible matching headings but we tried to analyse why um, these were wrong and it's usually because they are just mentioned once but not um, throughout the whole of the paragraph. So we're going to look at that again today and also just to remind you the structure of the reading helps you here because generally with structure there's usually a problem and a solution. Um, so the reading gives you the background to the problem, maybe tells you why it's a problem and then tells you some solutions and then there's usually some kind of thought for the future. Now knowing that will really help you um, find the headings because they go in a kind of a logical order. So yesterday we talked about the first paragraph being the introduction and it was all about the demands of development um, and how, you know, growing population means that there's more demand for water. That's the background. This went into more detail in paragraph B um, and it talked about which sectors um, actually created the greatest demand. So they mentioned agriculture, industry and paper production. Um, then it talked about some solutions where some countries had made changes um, in the USA, Japan and Germany, for example, they had made some changes. So today we're going to go to look at suggestions about other possible solutions and why they might work. So I'm going to read a paragraph again. Um, just because I think it's really good in terms of vocabulary um, and listening practice. I'm going to read it and then we will look through the headings. Um, maybe I'll just give you a quick run through of some of the headings. So the first one is about American water withdrawal. We've mentioned that because it does mention that American America does use a lot of water. Heading number two is about economic pricing, so all about maybe charging for water. Number three is what the future holds. As we said, we'll expect that to come at the end. Number four, we've already done successful measures taken. Number five is about research. Number six is the thirsty sectors, so we've already done that. Seven, ways of reducing waste. Well, we could imagine that's a solution. It would come late in the text. Interdependence of natural resources. Then nine, the demands of development we've already done. And ten, the consequences for agriculture. Again, um, you might expect that to come, well, actually in the problems, because you might expect that to come, What? why is it a problem for agriculture? So let me read this paragraph number four or paragraph D. 
Many experts believe the best way to counter this trend is to impose water charges based on the real cost of supplies. This would provide a powerful incentive for consumers to introduce water-saving processes and recycling. Few governments charge realistic prices for water, especially to farmers. Even in rich California, farmers get water for less than a tenth of the cost of supply. In many developing countries, there's virtually no charge for irrigation water, while energy prices are heavily subsidised too, which means that farmers can afford to run water pumps day and night. Water, which was once regarded as a free gift from heaven, is becoming a commodity which must be bought and sold on the open market, just like oil. In the oil industry, the price increases which hit the market in the 1970s. Coupled with concerns that supplies were running low, led to new energy conservation measures all over the world. It was realised that investing in new sources was a far more costly option than improving efficiency of use. A similar emphasis on conservation will be the best and cheapest option for bridging the gap between water supply and demand. So again, another long paragraph, but look at the first sentence. The first sentence is a recommendation. Many experts believe the best way to counter this trend is to impose water charges. Um, they talk a lot then about this would be a good incentive. They talk about governments don't charge realistic prices. Um, farmers get water very cheaply. There's no charge for irrigation. Um, it's become a commodity which must be bought and sold. So this is all about pricing and the heading therefore is economic pricing um, because it just comes throughout the paragraph. Um, even when it says um, 1970s, it's the price increases which led to energy conservation measures. So it keeps talking about the difference it makes if you put a high price on water. A uh, little trick there. Um, in the first line, it said the best way to counter this trend. Now, there is a heading, number six, which says ways of reducing waste. Um Okay, so it's a method to improve something, but here we're not talking about reducing waste, we're talking about the whole idea of economic pricing. And yes, that might help reduce waste, but the main thing is the pricing. Now, the next paragraph, let's listen to this. Um, one way to cut back on water consumption is simply to prevent leaks. It is estimated that in some of the biggest cities of the third world, more than half of the water entering the system is lost through leaks in pipes, dripping taps and broken installations. Even in the UK, losses were estimated at 25% in the early 1990s because of the failure to maintain the antiquated water supply infrastructure.
In addition, huge quantities of water are consumed because used water from sewage pipes, storm drains and factories is merely flushed away and discharged into the rivers or the sea. The modern approach, however, is to see used water as a resource which can be put to good use, either in irrigation or, after careful treatment, as recycled domestic water. Israel, for instance, has spent heavily on used water treatment. Soon, treated, recycled water will account for most farm irrigation there. There are other examples in cities such as St. Petersburg, Florida, where all municipal water is recycled back into domestic systems. Okay, so this was talking about how we can reduce waste. First thing it mentioned, one way to cut back on water consumption is simply to prevent leaks. Leaks is a key word because it means we're wasting water um, through leaks in pipes, dripping taps, etc. Um, in England, it said, in the UK, it's because the water supply is antiquated, very old, um, and huge quantities of water are just flushed away into the rivers or the sea. So the way of reducing waste, the modern approach, is to um, think of it as a resource that needs to be used carefully, recycled, for example, in Israel, treating water so they can recycle it. So this whole thing is how to reduce waste and that is the heading, Ways of Reducing Waste. Okay, let's move on to one more paragraph and this is paragraph F. Um, and it starts with the first line, another way of conserving water resources involves better management of the environment generally. Interference with the ecosystem can have a severe effect on both rainfall, local rainfall patterns and water runoff. Forest clearings associated with India's Kabini Dam project reduced local rainfall by 25%, a phenomenon observed in various other parts of the world where large-scale deforestation has taken place. Grass and other vegetation acts as a sponge which absorbs rainfall both in the plants and in the ground. Removal of the vegetation means that rainfall runs off the top of the land, accelerating erosion instead of being gradually fed into the soil to renew groundwater. Okay, so the first line I hesitated, but I thought, no, I'll continue. The first line looks like the trick of the last one. The last one was ways of reducing waste. And this first line says another way of conserving water resources. And that often is a trick because some people say, oh, just lean the learn the first, read the first line. But in the more difficult parts of the exam, the first line can be a trick. So as it is here, it doesn't talk about ways of reducing waste. It talks about what happens to the ecosystem and it talks about better management of the environment generally. It talks about what happened in India when the dam project reduced rainfall. It talks about how grass absorbs water and if you take the grass away then the water runs off the land and this causes erosion. 
Um, so this is all about, and this is the title, Interdependence of Natural Resources. Because it's talking about what happens if you change one thing or you affect one thing, then it affects other things in nature. Um, so that is the title for this one. Now, I think I'm going to leave the last one until tomorrow and I think I will do that together with the gap fill because the gap fill is only um, five. There's five gap fills and they're not too tricky. So I'm going to leave the last paragraph till tomorrow and then move on to the gap fill. The whole thing is now on my website with the key vocabulary already. So if you're dying to give it a try and you want to do before you listen then go to my website ieltsetc.com and it is there for you to do by yourself before you check the answers please let me know if you've got any special requests um, anything you need help with and that's all for now speak to you soon bye